all three of us at the same time. Ready, set, hello. hello. Welcome, to welcome this, to this podcast. This podcast is not, not for you. you. My name is My name is Wes. And today... <laughs> We're going to be talking about... <laughs> inside. One, two, three. Bo Hello. Burno. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello. Hi, Jake. Hello. How's hey, it going? Hello. How's it, everyone how's it going? out there? It How feels is good. everyone doing? It feels good to be inside right now, just recording the podcast. It does. Know? It's very hot. Yes. Very humid. Yes, it is. Scorching 92 degree Missouri afternoon. Uh, so we're inside today, talking about Bo Burnham's new special, Inside, inside. Mm-hmm. Today. Today. Was well, going to be a bonus episode, but I feel like... Bonus episode. Um, yeah, there you we go. released a few weeks ago mm-hmm. on Netflix. Yeah. Um, if you don't know who Bo Burnham is, Bo Burnham is a comedian, first and foremost. Um, I would say that he's a musician. Mm-hmm. I would say that he is a filmmaker now. He's a director. Mm-hmm. He's a very s- unique stand-up comedian. He mm-hmm. does yeah. a lot of musical comedy. And it's hyper, it's hyper-written. Hyper-written, hyper-performed, and dramatized. Mm-hmm. Choreographed, meticulously planned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's almost, I would compare him closest to Steve Martin in terms of his comedy. Mm. Steve Martin's very style. Yeah, for sure. Theater oriented. Mm -hmm. And if you asked, I think if you asked Bo or saw any interviews with him, he would say he loves theater. It's a performance. That's, it's very theatrical. Yeah. His his performance. So he's a stand-up comedian. Go watch his old stuff. If you're planning on watching inside, it'll give you some good perspective for watching it. I, I suggested to a couple friends of mine, don't watch Inside before if you haven't seen any of his other specials Mm. because I don't think you will fully grasp what he's doing if you haven't. That's probably true. It's a very evolutionary like piece that that really comes at the end of something or at least... A um, transition. Down the road of something. Yeah. yeah, It's good to know that context. If you haven't watched it, and you don't really understand, because I, I agree, I don't know if, would another stand-up special ever warrant a podcast episode from us? I'm not sure. So I, I can't see a, I can't see a casual listener of this podcast is not for you thinking like, why does this comedy special quote, quote, I guess, warrant a podcast episode? And I think if you, if you don't know who Bo is or haven't watched Inside yet, that's a fair question. Yeah. So I guess why yeah. why are we talking about it would it's, be a good thing to... Well, we... Besides everything we've already said. We, we all knew Bo before this. Yeah. We, not personally. Uh, we knew of his work. Um, and I think we all were some level of fan. Yeah. You know? Um, I would say I enjoy Bo Burnham's stuff, but... Uh, He's not like I wouldn't list him among my favorite stand-ups or comedians in general, um, but this is something different. Yeah, this is he created something that is part movie, part psychological examination of himself, part performance, part musical, part yeah, like yeah. it's all these different things. He definitely invented something unintended. I don't think he intended to create something as genre bending as he did. I think he was just trying to make, it's like, okay, I'll make a stand-up special by myself. Context. uh, Let's talk about the context of inside. Okay. He created a comedy special quote by himself in a like spare room of his house. Essentially it's out. It's like an attached Pool house. Yeah, kind of yeah. thing. He created it entirely by himself over the course of a year during the pandemic, mm-hmm. during the shutdown. Which, uh, Bo also lives in L.A., so, you know, they're, you know, because a lot of people, especially local listeners, are going to be like, well, it doesn't make much sense here. Well, uh, he lives in L.A., so their shutdown was like an actual shutdown. And you and experienced part of that. And it was way longer. Yeah, and you experienced part of that because you yeah. were in California roughly when that always like getting stricter and stricter. So yeah. So it's a very like nothing's happening. If I go anywhere, nothing's open. 
I have to stay at my house. Yep. So, yeah, that's the backdrop, I suppose. Yeah. So that's that's what inside is in a very simplistic sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, he packed a lot of stuff into it, and he always does in his stand-up, mm-hmm. but um, he really grew a lot as just a creator yeah. in general. I hesitate to use the word artist because it's thrown around so much and it's like kind of pretentious, Yeah, I think, but he really is creating a, a different kind of work of art with this thing. It's like a weird multimedia thing. Yeah, I think that's thing. the big reason that we're doing an episode on it. Yes. To me. It's so different. That's what warrants a, an episode um, devoted to it. If it were another one of his specials where he did a show and recorded it in Minnesota, I don't think we would talk about no. it. No. Yeah. Um, it is, he's, he's getting to like in this thing, I mean, maybe he doesn't continue to go down this path, but he's Andy Kaufman level performance arting in this. Um, and you just don't see that very often. He's blurring the line between what is the performance and what is actually going on with him, you know? So I would say because it's, Another term that gets thrown around a lot, but I believe that it is at least somewhat groundbreaking mm. in terms of, I don't know what it is. I yeah. don't, I don't, it's not a comedy special. It's not a movie. Mm. It's not a documentary. It's not a musical, but it has all of those four elements. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. And I think that's the interesting thing about it. The, the thing that I was thinking about while watching it was, it's the evolution of what YouTube does. It's the next, it's like YouTube evolving into, like, in an ideal world, what YouTube would be is stuff like this. Creating its own format. People creating their own thing in a room. Now, people don't have the resources that Bo had making this thing. Obviously, mm-hmm. Netflix produced it, and he got paid to make it. He jokes about it in the in the thing yeah. that he's getting paid. He started on YouTube. That's where he started getting popularity. He made these joke songs on YouTube in his room at his piano. And I even saw this, this thing. um, It was like how it started, how it's going. And it's Bo when he's like 13 or 16 or however Mm -hmm. old he was sitting like this in the welcome to the internet uh, from this special. It's almost the exact same like angle and shot. So it's like, he has, started there and i think this is the next phase of that mm-hmm. like self-creating thing and just putting it up on the internet hmm. um granted it wasn't on youtube even on though Netflix. he's constantly rejecting that idea yes with his comedy yeah it's pretty funny yeah but yeah. that's what it feels like to me yeah so yeah i mean i i saw Bo. the first uh the first thing i saw was new math so mm-hmm. I've been a pretty big, but the, the thing about stand-up comics is you can't really, I wouldn't have even like until make happy. I really wouldn't have considered him a stand-up comic, I guess. I just, I don't know. I, I just always thought of him like a YouTube mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. So, um, cause that's, that was my context. That's where I first found out. We got the Bo for show EP. I got the words, words, words EP, like me and my and brother. And he would just, just go do a show of those songs yeah, live. Yeah. yeah. So until, and I wasn't super into what, um, mm-hmm. it's fine. But until Make Happy, I was like, oh, okay. So he's a comedian too, because this set is really good. So that's kind of my, uh, it's nostalgic for me. We're almost the same age, you know, like me and Bo. Um, so it's like that shot of him watching himself, like that old, like, you know, my whole family thinks I'm gay video. Yeah. He's just watching it on the projector. It's like very powerful Mm because it's like, I don't know. We could get into that later, but yeah. So that's kind of how, that's how long I've known Bo and this, the last four or five years, I guess, make happy was five years ago has transitioned him to like a multi hyphenate in my eyes, you know, Mm -hmm. because um, also eighth grade, I had a bunch of people I was, I wouldn't shut up about inside the first two weeks, at least on Instagram and Twitter. Like, have you seen it yet? How many times have you seen it? What's your favorite song? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, I just wanted to talk to everybody about it. Mm-hmm. And most people I was actually like dialoguing with online was they hadn't seen anything of his, but since eighth grade, they were huge fans of anything he did. 
It was so strange. Which it, would be nothing. Nothing. So, but it was like promising young woman. Is that what they're referring yes, to? Yes, I had a couple people say that, that they saw that, but it was like. After eighth grade, I'm all in on Bo Burnham, and it was so strange because it was like... So you didn't go back and watch his stuff? They said that they hadn't. The the four or five people that I had talked hmm. with on... But it was I so strange. I still have eighth actually, which I really I also have not. Oh. It's good. But that he's not in it, and he's... It's not him delivering his, like, pseudo-internet right. type of... did he... He didn't write eighth grade, did he? Yeah, he did. He, he did, did yeah. write it and direct yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I for some reason I thought that he'd only yeah. direct. So it is very much his humor. Like okay. I'm not saying that it's not, but it seems so strange that it would be like. And it's focused on the thing that he is interested in. Like, That's true. Yeah. I know how it, how the internet affects people. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, kids yeah. in particular. Yeah. yeah. He has a very strong love for. That's true. Wanting to get to the bottom of how kids are being affected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, he references it multiple um, times yeah. in this special. Yeah. Make Happy was, I had, um, I was like you, what I thought was funny, words, 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 had some good stuff on yeah. it, some individual songs, but like Make Happy became that performance art thing he started doing. Yeah. Like the first nine minutes is like all miming. Yeah. He does it a little bit on what? He's got right. some built-in like sound system stuff, lighting yes. stuff. Yeah. But he like cranks it yeah. up. Yeah. Because... The Pringles can thing is on Make Happy, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that that was like a different thing because he had just been like playing songs on the piano, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Occasionally he did the haiku thing with like the triangle, yeah. you know. And then he just ratcheted it up to yeah. a next thing to the point where he's joking about, he's pointing out the artifice in it, pretending to knock over a water bottle mm-hmm. and then... The the PA his voiceover says he intended to knock over the water bottle. Yeah, like so he's getting into that super meta, hyper like dissecting everything. Yeah, which he continues in this. Yeah. I think. Yeah, but in a much more like subversive way, he's doing it. I think without saying he's doing it. Hmm. Well, you can do that when you can just edit video. Yeah. Hmm. Instead Rather of like than a have to do it on stage. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's. So it's uh, kind of sort of trying to get to inside now because I could, I would love to do an episode on Make Happy. It was up until this, it was my favorite comedy special. I didn't think that anything could top it. Like mm-hmm. it was just, it was commentary, pointing out double standards, amazing songs, like super, super emotional, deep level topics like at the end and stuff. So yeah. when mm-hmm. he, Pate sent me, the Instagram post that he posted was like, dude, new bow special. And I was like, I never experienced like anticipation for a new comedy special mm. before. But when I was like, dude, I was like telling Luke at practice, I was like, dude, did you see a bow? Dude, I'm so freaking hyped. So it was like, it was a new thing that I had never like experienced before. And I was kind of scared. Me and Pate were talking about like, um, like John Mayer's new CD. And you know, it's like, it's always kind of scary when your favorite artists are releasing something. Cause you're like, Ooh, no, could yeah. be bad. Yeah, and then this, I was just, like, blown away. The yeah. first time we were watching it, it was like, I don't know. What were your guys' initial impressions, I guess? Um, complexity, be- complex emotions, because it was, obviously, it's a comedy special, so it's there's a lot of funny stuff. He got to tool around with stuff that he couldn't do on stage, in editing, in post, in visual effects, in all this kind of stuff. Um, And he got serious with it, too, even more than in Make Happy. Yeah. And like Wes said, it was like a movie. It was like a... It was... It was just fresh and new. So my initial impressions were... I was blown away. I mean, I was... I watched it that night again. Hmm. We watched it in the morning, and I watched yeah. it that night again. Yeah. It's that good. That's There's really nothing else you can say about it besides that in terms of initial impressions. I went into it being like, oh, cool, new Bo special. He recorded it in his room by himself. Well, that should be interesting. <laughs> and so I went into it pretty, like, even keel. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't super pumped. I wasn't, yeah. like... Because, again, like I said, I like Bo, but I hadn't been, like, a massive fan or anything yeah. to the extent like make happy is good i wouldn't put it on my list hmm. of favorite specials but uh and then you came over and we watched it and um 
it was about five to ten minutes in, I was like, oh, this is different. Yep. This is... That's about the moment. Same thing. Like, ten minutes in, I was like, wow, this is really good. Yeah. I mean, hmm. I audibly said that when we were... I was like, this is next level. Yeah. And there... There's stuff in it where I was like, okay, this is Bo. This is like Bo classic, mm-hmm. you know, of him doing a joke song. Like I could see him performing this song on stage and it working. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of Turning 30. I think that song he could do on stage and it would work. Yeah. Um, it obviously is completely recontextualized in the special. Yeah. This. Yeah. And then comedy, one of the opening ones, also felt like a bow kind yeah. of song. Yeah. It's like that bouncy kind of like tone. But the stuff in between is really where I felt like he was doing the different stuff. Um, the filler, the quote unquote filler scenes in between the songs. Hmm. The actual bits. Yes. The bits and the again, quotes, documentary style, like, I'm just making a documentary alone in my room stuff, mm-hmm. which I think we can debate. I think it's up for debate whether or not that stuff is genuine or if it's part of the construction of the special. Yeah, He's, like, devolving psychologically. All this to say, my initial reactions were, there's a lot to get out of this. Like, more than I anticipated getting out of a Another quote-unquote comedy, comedy special. special. yeah. Because it's not. It's not a comedy special. He's creating something different and saying a lot of stuff in varying tones. Yeah. Like, he's just talking about so many topics without directly talking about them, which is the strength of a medium-like film because... In a movie, there can be themes in a movie that the filmmaker did not intend to be in there, but are, but's in there. And yeah. I think there's probably stuff in this thing that people are analyzing and talking about that Bo didn't intentionally put in there. Mm-hmm. Different themes or ideas. But he's, I would assume, probably fine with them being in there. You know, um, But yeah, that was my initial reaction. I was like, wow, this is something to mine and like analyze even if i don't agree with some of the the things he's saying or i think some of the some of the stuff is like sad like not in the sense like he intends it to be sad i'm just like oh it's sad in a sense of he's missing something in his life kind of thing these were all your initial reactions yes it it was like overwhelming okay like uh, I was thinking of all, which is why I also went back and watched it the next day. Um, there was the like, other day we were texting at work, firing yeah. it up for the third time. Yeah. Shoot, Pate's like, I guess I better turn it on too. <laughs> yeah, um, it it's it's just a lot, and um, it's been in my mind since watching it. Um, yeah, those were, those are my initial reactions. I guess I went long winded. I'm sorry. But that's, I mean, he, he's prefaced his statement. Sorry, I'm pointing to Pate. We don't have Pate me. prefaced his statement with like complex, yeah. you know? And so I think that, um, that's probably, I don't think I, I was that when I, when we were watching it for the first time, I was like, to, to, to be completely honest with you guys, I was super like not into comedy at the very beginning. Sorry. White guy, I guess the, the white guy song, gotcha. um, I, it felt like a YouTube video at that point, which mm-hmm. you're completely right. But I remember thinking I was kind of bummed. I was like, oh, it's just going to be like songs. I was like kind of sad. And then, because uh, I loved, I freaking loved, upon first watch, my favorite song was the first one, like content. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so, it's so great. And then the the shot is amazing. And so I thought that was just going to be an intro, you know, and then it actually goes straight into white guy, comedy slash white guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was kind of bummed. And then because it goes comedy, then the the intro of him talking about yes, yeah. Okay, so that's why I thought it was weird because there was nothing. It was just song, song, and I was like, oh, this is fine, I guess. And, and then, then shots of him setting up and yeah, doing that. And then uh, the part of of comedy slash white guy hits where he's talking about um, 
like what good it would do right now. Like the the vocoder part where he's harmonizing and the bridge. Um, yeah, when it's just his vocals, where he's like, "If you were coming up in the mm-hmm. house, you know, it's all these vocals effects yep. together. That that has made me tear up multiple times. Like I was just roasting coffee the other day at work, and it was just like it all that all hits you at the same time, and it's like how futile making art can seem. But at the same time, why we feel like we need to make it. And I'm just sitting there staring at the roasting screen. And all of a sudden, like, there's just, like, tears in my eyes. And I'm like, people's hey, getting, someone's... Hey, man, can I get a bag? Hey, nothing. I'm literally <laughs> roasting. Someone's it's like gonna in walk my up. eyes and stuff. Someone's going to walk up. Like, Is there tears in this? It's just like... so. There's just... Nothing. We're just hanging out. <laughs> so that part of that song, when that happened, like, when the first time we were watching it, I was like, oh... Okay, so it's not what I thought it was going to be. And it was just immediately, I was like, I need to... I wish I could watch Make Happy again. I remember this is what I was thinking when I saw it the first time. I wish I could watch Make Happy again for the first time. Hmm. And I was like, okay, I need to. This this is going to be a moment, and I need to appreciate it as much as I can. Like, and I remember saying, um, when at, right after the intermission, and it's like, you know, he's like, how are you feeling? Do you like the show? What, I I said out loud where he's like, uh, am I on in the background? Are you on your phone? And I was like, can you imagine? just putting this on and thinking that's okay. Mm. Like I said that out loud. I was like, dude, can you imagine like not paying attention to this? Well, I that's the thing. I can't believe that's it. That's the other side of this one that makes it <clears throat> multidimensional is most comedy specials. You could just put on audio yes. and listen to them because yeah. they're just on stage standing. Yeah. Bo, you cannot do that with make happy or this one. Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's, yeah, there's l- songs on this I listen to because I just like them. Mm-hmm. Well, you've already but, watched them. Yes. I would not want to just listen to it for the first time. Yes, yeah. that's true. So yeah. that's, you. I mean, this has to be watched. Yeah. It's something that, that's the other part of it that makes it completely different than other comedy specials. But yeah. yeah. I was going to say that that bridge on comedy is the moment where I was like, musically, he's ratcheted it yeah. up. Like he's, better songwriting wise on this than all of his other songs. Yeah. I think his previous songwriting is good. Um, it's, it's similar. Uh, like the songs are very similar. You can tell it's a Bo Burnham song he's, on previous yeah. He's severely limited by just having a piano on yes. stage mm. in terms of writing. Mm-hmm. I think if he would have made four specials like this, we would have had a very diverse mm. four specials. Sure. Musically. Um, but... I think just in terms of his melodies and stuff, he has stepped it up. Yeah. Well, he um, can harmonize. Again, he's limited yeah. by just having a piano on stage and a microphone. Sure. Yeah, this this musically sounds so different from his uh, previous specials and his mm-hmm. previous music, and it's so much better. Yeah. Like, it, is, it rivals Incredibad. In terms of comedy albums, I think that uh, if people don't know what better. that is, it is Lonely Island. Oh yeah, sorry. Most you probably say that most popular record. It's their first it one. It has all kinds of hits on it mm-hmm. from I'm multiple years of SNL yeah. digital shorts. But that's one thing that 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 album has going for it. Has it. way it more like, tracks, and yeah. it's from a long period of time. Yeah. I think it's up there though in terms of comedy albums. I think this is better. Because this was intended to be created as one thing. Yeah. And it's mm. it's got a vision to it that... Like, if you... Just to, like, listen to the songs, you wouldn't necessarily think that. Because oh, they're pretty... Inside? You're talking about the yeah. songs on Inside? But watched all together, they are tied together, and he's creating something that is uniform. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, like, you White Woman's the- Instagram is radically different from uh, All Eyes on Me, but they're talking about very similar things yeah. at the same time, yeah. you know? Well, and you can see, you know, after the intermission, there's a tonal shift. Yeah. Of, yes. It goes down mm-hmm. into deeper emotions, essentially. Yeah. Um, and that's something that you wouldn't get from just listening. Mm-hmm. One thing that I really thought was interesting about this, you mentioned Andy Kaufman and we were kind of talking about blurring the lines between performing and performance and what's actually going on. And 
I mean, you see in this, he's his hair is growing longer. He's he doesn't look like he's taking care of himself very much, and he's talking about how his mental health is not good. Yeah. I I think he's intentionally doing that. Um, I think maybe part of it is a part of it is real. Like it's obviously coming from a somewhat real place, but sure. I think I think it's part of the performance. Um, I will say this. I think if under the presupposition that he did what he said he did, he recorded for over a year mm -hmm. straight, not obviously from beginning to end, he didn't leave the room. I'm saying for a year he went to work and went into this room. Mm -hmm. I think at a certain point you stop feeling the camera. I think you would stop feeling performance. I think you would stop. I think it's possible. I'm not saying that he did or didn't. I'm saying it's possible mm. that he's actually feeling that emotion at that time. And it was captured. That's great if it's in the special, but he's the thing is he doesn't have the option to really go out and do anything else. Yeah. So it's like, yes, it is in the confines of performance, but it's also in the confines of real life at this point. I just, I just hmm. think about the, I, I completely agree. It's possible that it's genuine. I are think, we talking just as like a third party? Cause you guys are having your own conversation. If I'm listening, are you talking about like when he is like yeah, for mad context, and yelling at the camera? About, are you yes, talking yeah. about when he's like crying? Yes. Okay, cool. I, for context, for those that will watch the special or have watched it, there's, in the midpoint of the special to the last third, okay. he um, essentially is emoting depression. He's, yeah. he is, um, he's being very forthcoming about like he, I mean, he makes multiple suicide jokes. He talks yeah. about, um, you know, how he feels fine when he's asleep. Yeah, and that's it. It gets dark. Let's yeah. say, yeah, it gets dark. Okay, I was just making that's, sure that yeah. that's, that's what we're talking about. Okay. I would I would say my quote unquote evidence I guess I would point to is in that moment where he talks about like I feel fine when I'm asleep. There's a song in the middle of it. Yeah, like he cuts from like the most sad and depressed he's seemed to him performing a song. Yes, the song is about depression right but i think it's part of the performance i think he's trying yeah. to talk about depression and i'm sure he i mean i know he's talked about suffering from anxiety yeah. and stuff in the past but i don't think we're seeing his genuine depression yeah and that could be if you think about it as base level let's say that he's an actor in his own movie mm -hmm. let's say he can, actors just channel that. They yeah. channel depression to get this piece right. on film. The, who's to say that he's not doing that? It's a sure. scene just like any other sure. scene, but he, the emotions are real. Every, right. every Got, yeah. there's, there's a handful of shots where I would say are probably genuine, like when he accidentally knocks over the camera. Yeah. I think that's probably a real clip. There's little clips of him like at the end of takes, like doing something. And I think those are in there to intentionally deconstruct the performance a little bit. Yeah. Of like, I'm alone in a room doing this. The context of it. Yeah. But I think things like that, that moment where he's sad and, and then bursts into song, um, near the end, right before all eyes on me, he's sitting and he starts crying. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's actually crying. I think he's performing because the camera's zooming in on that thing as the song is starting I don't think he's actually sitting there crying. I think that is part of the the context of the whole thing because we were just talking about this before. At the end, he there's a shot where... You're talking end, end. End, end. Yeah. There's a shot where he's alone in the room. There's nothing in it. He hears something outside. There's The door's open. He goes outside. There's a spotlight on him, and a, a, like a sitcom crowd starts clapping for him and he tries to turn around and get back in the room and he can't and he's and he he can't get back in the room the 
sitcom crowd is like crying and he's banging on the door and then he sits down and he just starts like crying because he can't get back inside the room. But then... No, they're laughing at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. He's crying, they're laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then it cuts to him back inside the room watching that scene that we just saw play out on a screen and he smiles at the end. Yeah. So I, I think that is a commentary on the fact that this has been a performance and like... He's, I, I think the, I think that. Calm down, buddy. I, I'm just trying to articulate it. I think that bit at the end where he's watching himself and he smiles, he's getting an enjoyment out of the performance, I think. And I think that points to some of the sadness and depression throughout the thing being part of the performance. In the end, it doesn't really matter whether it was a performance or not. Sure, it's just interesting. Yeah. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that it being a performance is a bad thing, yeah. at all. So don't get me wrong. If if that was coming across, I'm not saying it is. If it is a performance, I'm saying like that's impressive. Like the fact that he was able to construct this thing all by himself and make it feel real. I think it is impressive if that's the case. I just think if you're in isolation for a long enough amount of time, whether it's Survivor Man or it's hmm. so, you know an adventure show, I think the lines get blurred after a certain amount of time mm-hmm. for a human being, for him at that point. Sure. I'm saying it'd be hard for, if there's no one else in the room, if it wasn't produced like in terms of it really is written, directed, and edited completely by him in a room, I'm saying that you're going to feel some crazy emotions sure. after eight months. And yeah. I, I don't see why that couldn't be captured on film. I'm not saying it yeah. couldn't. No, I, I honestly, the purest in me would be disappointed if it was a facade. Because but like... That's the other thing. That's all Bo Burnham has done in his previous specials has been facade. I, that's see, what I he's disagree. been about. See, I disagree. I, for, obviously... Yes, for sure. Like, he, you know, the famous, nothing is real, art is a lie. Like, I, I totally hear what you're saying, but I think the Kanye rant at the end of Make Happy, walking backstage and playing that song on the piano at the end of Make Happy, bookending the beginning of this special, I think that's intentional. And I think the Kanye rant, he wasn't being, he wasn't putting up a facade. He, he said... Come and watch me do this while I give you what I can't give myself. And come and watch yeah. and laugh at me because this is all I do this for. And I hate you for it, but I need you for it. And then he walks back off stage and he's like, I hope you're happy. And he drops the mic and leaves. And then he just plays that song. And yeah. then that's the beginning of the uh, inside trailer. So what's crazy to me is I hear what you're saying, but... At, in moments on his specials before, it wasn't a facade. It's still a performance. Don't get me wrong. It's a performance. But I think that he was slowly, like, putting in, like, little truths about himself throughout. And I thought this was the perfect avenue to do, like, the truth about himself throughout. So, the purest in me would be, like, that's kind of lame. But, I mean, still impressive, unbelievable, all the other words for the... Just be, but again, but just, just because, because it's a facade doesn't mean he's not saying something true about himself or feeling it. I mean, just because he's doing it in front of a camera, he knows it's rolling. I don't, I don't think he's hitting record, going over to his chair and crying. I right. think he's hitting record all day. I was gonna say that's, I think he's that's just the rolling. interesting thing is how was it made? Because yeah, if yeah. you're rolling all day, then it stops becoming taste. Absolutely, it stops sure. becoming a performance at some point. Yes. And there's moments in his show where he, de- in what, or in, in Make Happy, he brings the lights up. He literally just talks to people yeah. in the crowd. And I, yes, it's written. It's a written part of his show. But he's still like yeah. saying, he's saying something he wrote down earlier. It doesn't mean it's disingenuous. Hmm. You know and what I mean? don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's disingenuous. I don't think it being a facade or a performance makes it disingen- disingenuous. I'm, I think it makes him a better storyteller. If he is intentionally constructing this thing, he's saying something really intentional. Well, then it's a movie at that point, right? 
Right, right. Which is what I think it partially is. Okay. Yeah. And I think like, um, yeah, I see some things in there where I don't think he's rolling all day. Um, just filmmaking wise, I think, I think he's, I'm sure you didn't do the same thing every day. Right. But there's like, so there's a shot near the end. There's a bunch of shots in the thing that are made to look casual, like he's just rolling, but he's not like he's sitting there with the camera behind him near the end, watching the last song that just played on his computer. And he, and he does it with white woman's Instagram. I think too. Yes. That's intentional. That is not, that is, that is a setup. And, and also depending on the order in which he edited everything, I doubt that song was done when he's still filming stuff. Well, that's, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know that's where, I mean, me and Luke and Pete were talking about that. It's like, I think unbelievable is the perfect word for it because I don't, I don't know how he did it. Like, did he write it? Did he write the script and all the songs and then did he start rolling or was it like, uh, so it's just so hard because yes, yeah. you're, you might be right, but it's like, if he was rolling all day, every day, and he's like, all right, well, I have this part done. I know this is going to be a section of it. I'm just going to edit it. Like, I, it's just so interesting to see. There's so many possibilities yeah. of, like, well, what also, could have happened. Also, looking at his previous work, everything he has done before is so meticulously written mm-hmm. and so meticulously planned. Yeah. I don't think... I don't think this is, like... The departure from that? The departure from that. I think it's just coming through a different medium, so it's not as noticeable. And Mm. I think that's intentional. I think you're absolutely right, Wes. I don't think because it was raw would make it more valuable. I don't think that's true. And maybe the... Maybe we just want that for some reason. Which is what I think he's getting at, too. I think he, I mean, it's the same thing that he talks about at the end of Make Happy. He's like, I hate you for this. You mm-hmm. want this, but I need it too. Mm-hmm. I think he's getting at that, like, the audience wants this, like, raw exposure of himself, which is what I think the the live tracks that he keeps playing, like, laugh tracks and stuff with. I think he's getting at it with that too. Mm-hmm. Which I think there's some evidence in his shows in the past where he would, he would shout down somebody that would say, so I love great. you yeah. or say, Oh, heck like, no, yeah. you don't know who I am. Yeah. yeah. Essentially is what he's saying. Right. So for someone that was created, I say created <laughs> someone that got his start on the internet. He, I think fully understands the downsides of the internet. Sure. And obviously that is presented in the song. Welcome to the internet. But, um, I think it's presented throughout the whole thing. Like, yeah. there's multiple lines. It's not just this special either. I mean, he's he's had a song about how people are influenced by whatever. Yeah. Since what? Influenced by yeah. music, like yeah. manipulated by things. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I said that to Pate when we were watching it the first time. Uh, it sounds like we were talking throughout the entire thing the first time we were watching, but we weren't. It was just. We talked other, a lot during the intermission, but that yeah, was pretty much it. The During the problematic um he talks about the first verse is about his start basically mm-hmm. and then he dressed up as a lad <laughs> well the pre-chorus is that he would actually regret what he was doing yeah and i thought that was really interesting before the second verse i thought that he was talking about regret regretting like making those songs because of what it got him you know mm. um but it turns out I think he was just regretting the content of them. But I think I think that's the case too. Yeah. I think he's riffing on cancel culture stuff, but yeah. also yeah. like at the same time actually apologizing for some of the stuff he yeah. said, I think, as a kid. Yeah. Um, There's a... I remembered reading about it a while ago, but I went back and confirmed it. Um, the B-roll of him watching the projector footage of uh, My Whole Family... Mm-hmm. You know, where it's just him watching it and zooms out or whatever. Um, I remembered I went back and checked it. There's a 2018 NPR Terry Gross episode that he's on. Mm-hmm. And uh, they actually play a bit of My Whole Family, I think. And he takes his headphones off and he's like, I'm not going to listen to that. Um, so that 
shot was really interesting to me. Mm. Uh, juxtaposed with problematic, you know. Yeah, because um, yeah, part of the lyrics are, I learned from my mistakes almost. Yeah. Kind yeah. of thing. Which, Which he actually maybe dug into his mistakes. And right. that's him watching it. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. But. Should we just kind of go through and talk about the songs themselves? I mean, we've kind of debate. I mean, we could debate all day about the artifice of it or the um, constructed nature. And just the fact that it's worthy of debate kind of tells you that it's worth yeah, watching. Yeah, that's what I was telling. I was talking with my wife about it after, and it's like. Did she watch it? Mm-hmm. She watched it with us. Did she like it? Mm-hmm. Sick. She, she had already liked some of Bo's stuff. I think she had seen his YouTube stuff, and I don't know if she'd seen some of his previous specials, but we were talking, and I was like, she she's not a person to go back and rewatch things, really. She's like, well, I'm one and done. Certain works of creativity, there's something about coming back to them and, like, mining more stuff from them. Like... There Will Be Blood is one of my favorite movies ever, and I think it's because there's so much to, like, get out of it, performance-wise, filmmaking-wise, theme-wise. Like, there's just so much in it, and I think all good works of creativity have that, and it's a sign of quality when you can, like, really dissect something. You don't have to like everything in it, but... So, like, No Country for Old Men, right? Not one of my favorite Coen Brothers movies. Mm -hmm. It's good, but there's a lot in it to dissect in a movie like that. Yeah. And um, that's a mark of there's quality in that movie because you can debate the different things going on in it. Um, And I think this is just like any movie like that because there's enough going on content-wise and theme-wise that you can really, like, pull apart and, okay, what does this look like from the perspective of he's talking about internet culture? Yeah. Okay, what does this look like from the perspective of someone locked in his room, like, Mm -hmm. completely isolated from other people? What does this look like from the perspective of being in a pandemic? Like, um, I think that's not a huge factor in, in this, like... I was saying to you beforehand, I think some of some of that was art of, was imposed upon himself, the like hyper isolation of like he's in right. his yeah. in his pool house room or yeah. whatever. He didn't have to do that, you know. Um, he wasn't comp- like he's had a long term partner, and so he's sure. not alone, you know. But part of what he's talking about is being isolated. So I think he intentionally did that. Yeah. Um, so I don't think the pandemic plays as much of a role in it as a lot of people that I've seen on the internet be talking about. Mm. Like, yeah, I agree. Yes, it is part of that. And he references it a couple times, but that's the most boring part of it. If that's what it's about. Yeah. Then it, then it's gone after a year. Who cares anymore? We're out of the pandemic. Yeah. He's doing something that is past that i think which is probably the points to the limited references of why he's doing it because that is that won't be timeless like what everything else he's talking about Mm -hmm. you know so that could be that yeah yeah that's interesting i don't it is weird i don't know how have we ever put unnecessary constraints on ourselves for our work you know, I, I think mean, it's I a necessity. Have. Yeah, yeah, I think exactly. It's absolutely a necessity. So that's what's cool about it is like, mm. it was really difficult. I assume for him, if you don't put constraints on yourself, you'll never put anything out. Mm. Which he jokes about in the yeah. in this. He's like, I'm never going to stop working on it. I'm never going to release yeah. this. Yeah, I'm talking to myself. So let's keep going. Yeah. yeah, which is a struggle for I think a lot of creatives is like I don't want to be done with this because it's not good enough yet yeah um i think jack white talked about that oh yeah he's the biggest proponent of making things hard for yourself because that's what makes good art Mm. there's just so much to get out of this like which i didn't anticipate going into it i didn't anticipate him creating something that was like really dissectable and something to 
analyze and like get ideas from and themes from like also just filmmaking wise it's impressive like it's crazy the fact that he was able to pull off something that looked this good in a room yeah the shots of him like measuring the focal point Mm -hmm. and then like watching on the monitors Mm -hmm. like so crazy fascinating i guess i think those things are the genuine Hmm. things yeah because it's showing the construction of it but yeah i think he's really fascinated by that that artifice and the the create the crafting and creating of something that looks effortless you know yeah though effortlessness is not what this necessarily looks like but i think he's there's moments it's in natural. It. It looks he, natural. If, yeah, if he cut out some of that stuff, it would look more like, yeah, I just created this in my room. Look at this, guys. Look at the white woman's Instagram. If you just have that, it's like, oh, this dude just made it's this. It's a music video. Yeah. yeah. Because of the pacing of it and you get stuff in between, it feels like he came up with bits on the day and did it. Right, mm. which I don't think he did. Right, but that's what it feels like. Yeah. And that's what it's supposed to feel like. Right. Yeah. The... What's our favorite non-musical bit? bit? Yeah. I think the ending scene of him being outside and then watching himself really, like, hit me at the end. I was like, hmm. there's a, I was just like, there's so much symbolism and, like, theme there to, to yeah. get through. Yeah. It, I mean, he, he said more in those two sequence, two shots or whatever than most mainstream films say throughout the yeah. whole thing. Peyton and I were, Peyton was like, that should have been nominated for, that should be nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. Like, yeah. it should be nominated for an Academy Award. Like, it, it never will, obviously. No, it should win awards. Yeah. When um, we do the first annual, this podcast is not for you awards. Bo, you're getting an award, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say that it's not a bit. Right, but yeah. it's but it like impacted me. Yeah, like wow, you, he's a filmmaker really crafting something here. Um, God, I don't know. It's really hard to pick one, but I'd say uh, my favorite. I could pick a favorite shot, I guess, but I'll just say my favorite bit would be him talking about people shutting up mm-hmm. and just how he delivered it. Mm. Um. Because it's something that I am constantly feeling now. Yeah. Um, it was so, so precisely on the head mm-hmm. for what I think everyone's problem is right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of how they interact online. Right. I think that's the number one problem for people is that they don't know how to shut up mm-hmm. and listen. Yeah. Um, and that bit was just hilarious. So that, right. those, that two-headed monster of like it being so piercing into how people are and also being hilariously hilariously put he's really good at i mean any stand-up that's worth their weight in anything is really good about commentating on how people are yeah and saying something about people yeah more so than a lot of authors do you songwriters Yeah. yeah yeah i think my favorite one is the the mining for uh, content in the real world mm-hmm. just for the digital world. Yeah. It's the it's the preface to the pirate pirate map. Joke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cuz it's so true. It's like he's like we all we do is treat the real world like a mine. You suit up, get what you need, and then go back and live in the digital space Interesting. and use what you got. See, I took that world. as yeah. his most overt commentary on the pandemic. Hmm. I thought that's what he was talking about more of that, but that's an interesting I mean, perspective he definitely on opens that. that bit with it. Yeah, it does start that with that. Human-to-human yeah. human tactile, con- con- tactile contact will, will kill, kill you. you. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, for sure. It does. And that's what I thought it was just going to be about. But then for me, it changed to like, you know, I mean, it's so many. It's like the Spree movie we watched. It was like so many. I almost sent you a video, which would have been super ironic, but I... It's different than posting on social media, in my defense. But I almost sent you a video. These two separate people, uh, where was I at? At, oh, this was insane. I was at Dollar Tree. Uh And these two separate people at Dollar Tree were filming themselves and talking to some 
digital audience. Yeah. And I almost sent you a video because it's like, that's what people do. They're yeah. like, what are we doing right now? And what can we get from it yeah. to live forever online? I'm with you. I think the bit changed right there. Yeah. I think, I don't think he was talking about the pandemic but, and that. Anyway, so that's probably my favorite little section. That's, that's not Which, musical because then he just, then for the pirate joke is just so random to me. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. really funny. Um, I can only yeah. hope that people get nauseated at a certain point um, with themselves or with that mm. yeah. and, and start to shed that skeleton. What is our favorite song from the Bo Burnham Inside special? Right. Bo Burnham Inside. Not in general. Yeah. <clears throat> to me... Uh, you want me to... I got them all right here. Does yeah, that go help ahead. at all? Yeah. Uh... Intro content, comedy slash white guy, FaceTime with my mom, how the world works, white woman's Instagram, unpaid intern, Bezos one, sexting, stuck in a room, turning 30, I don't want to know, bag of sh- uh, the sort of song, all time low, I don't think that's going to be any of ours, but feeling in my body, oh, that yeah. one. Uh, welcome to the internet, Bezos 2, funny feeling, get your hands up, slash all eyes on me, goodbye, and then the credit song. So, I have a special kinship with Bezos 1, I don't know what it is, <laughs> I don't know why it is, it's a minute long, but it's the... It is amazing. It is one of the funniest pieces that he's ever come up with i think because of where it is in the special how short it is how out of left field the content is and i think it's the best musically Hmm. of all the songs especially the first time it really is out of left field and then the second time it's just funnier but that doesn't mean it's as good i think Hmm. but yeah the second one i mean you're just like what is yeah is it is this going to be the point of the first one? And yeah. then, no, it's not. And you're right. just like, what? The? See, those little things make it feel like he came up with a bit on the spot and yeah. just did it. Yeah. Because it's a minute long. Same with the other one, the other Bezos one. It just feels organic and like kind of just did it. You well, know what Steph, I mean? Steph pointed out that while the pandemic stuff was going on is when all of that stuff found out about Bezos was getting divorced. Sure. And he like became richest person, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think there's good evidence to suggest he wrote those songs. Oh, I'm sure he did. While making the special. I'm sure he did. Yeah. Yes. That's so funny. I'm just saying it, it, it reinforces that feeling that it's, I don't know. Spur of the moment. Yeah. Inspiration type thing. Yeah. Is that your final answer? Bezos one? Yes. Man. It's really hard to say. It is. It is. There's so many upsides to so many of them, yeah. but they're all different. I love crap. Oh, it's so good. It's amazing. It's so funky. It is a, it's it's a jam. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a bop. Um oh, that God. that one I, yeah. You said that, didn't you? I did. Not sincerely, but <laughs> um uh that that one I I think is my favorite. I don't think it's the best one, musically. Oh, were we doing the best one? I thought we were just doing favorite. Well, you said Bezos was the best musically, but it also could be his favorite. Right. I know. I was just saying that I, that's my favorite. I don't think it's the best musically. So You're that's not why it's that. right. Yeah. Gotcha. I think the best musically is Goodbye. Hmm. But it's just. I wish so many of these songs were longer. Yeah. Yeah. That one specifically for me. Yeah. Every time I play it, I'm like, dang, this song's so good. Yeah. Um, I think my, f- it's tied between FaceTime with my mom and <laughs> sexting. What do you guys think? Which, which is, if you had to pick one for me. I would, I would go FaceTiming with my mom. I think sexting is funnier. I think that FaceTiming with my mom is... Obviously cleaner. It's yeah. there's no explicit content right, in that song. Right. Um so I'd just morally I'd give it to FaceTime with my mom. I think I think jokes about sexting have been done. Mm-hmm. He did something different with it, obviously, and yeah. he made some unique jokes. I've never heard someone so pointedly and perfectly describe what it's like FaceTiming with a parent. Yeah. Also while making it like uh 
love song. Yeah. And like, yeah, like a but making love song essentially is what yeah. it is. It's like, like it's an Friday, R&B, Friday like, night, like going to get together with your honey song. Mm-hmm. Is essentially but like, FaceTime with your mom yeah. instead. Yes. Yeah. I think. I still Speaking think of my mom, my mom just <laughs> called. <laughs> called. <laughs> I still think I'm going to go with sexting. I think the music of it is, is, is I, I like it more. I guess sure. I couldn't say better, but I guess that and is there's similar but, styles of yeah. song. But I think the, the bridge, I guess the end of sexting is more creative and unique to me where it, it just drops out and he's like, uh, stuck in my home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All alone. Yeah. You know, hand on my phone. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's something that, He's like developed an accent. Yes, and the I, last I think part of the that, song. that part, and it's like, I I haven't watched the video yet without laughing, like out loud yeah. every time I watch it. It's who doesn't love Bo Burnham in his underwear <laughs> thrusting, right? If in front of a projector of like a peach emoji, that is <laughs> hilarious. That yep. is so funny. Yeah. So uh, it's just like I think it's the most creative that he got um, with. Stuff in the room, like mm, the projector. Yeah, the, yeah. Because uh, the the projector slides are to the beat. Yeah. Uh, on, yep. when they're on his face, when it's just his face, I mean, it's just, yeah. So, I get that the explicit. I even told Christian, I was like, "You should totally watch this." I know that you're probably going to want to turn it off at this point, mm-hmm. but I promise you, it's not without point. Right? It's like, for me, even when. You are getting like uh, crass, I guess would be the best word for it. It's like if you're pointing out the absurdity of it, yeah. kind of, then I, I, it's not like I give it a pass. It's like that's okay with me. It's right. just like then it it doesn't feel like a Judd Apatow movie. Yeah, like I guess. you might have. A, we would probably all have a moral disagreement with Bo on the morality of sexting right. in general. Yeah, but the thing he is pointing out about it, yeah. I think everybody could probably understand. Yeah. The thing we had talked about via text about it is like he's pointing out the insecurity of texting someone sexual things yeah, in general, yeah. and even the freeze frame, right? Yeah, we're like, I think this is cool, right? But maybe not. Uh, yeah, at any point, it's like, yeah, and there's like a one second shot yeah. of a bunch of text behind him on the wall, and it's essentially someone st- him stumbling over himself to like try and do this thing, but he doesn't want to like off put her and like, it's like awkward to ask about this stuff and like do this thing. And he's uncomfortable sending stuff about himself (laughs) to her. So he's talking about the insecurity of it. Yeah. Not like, Oh yeah. Sex thing's awesome. Right. Which when that started, cause it's the laying down monologue of like how, what I took from it is how Disney exploits the emotions of our children. But, and then at the very yeah. end, he's like, I'm horny. And then it goes to sexting. Mm-hmm. Pay goes, oh boy. <laughs> because, because we didn't know. It could have been like sure. braggadocious, like, oh yeah, dude. Right. But it's not, which. Almost every time he does a song that's like that, he undercuts it with insecurity. Yeah. So. Because I think that's something that's interesting and like common to him is like the idea of insecurity between relationships, between yeah. the genders. Not only know? that, but like the insecurity of texting yeah. And uh, yeah. miscommunication in texting mm-hmm. happens yeah. all the time. Context, yeah. right? The thing that you need the most context for is physical intimacy. Physical intimacy yeah. or like your intentions with somebody. Which I yeah. don't know if that's something that he I'm I'm sure that's something he thinks about in that regard of like phones disassociating each right. other everybody from each other. Yeah. Like what's the line in turning thirty? Now these zoomers think I'm Old, well, your phones are poisoning your mind. So yeah. when you develop a disassociative identity disorder in your yeah. late 20s, don't come forward. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. like, it's definitely something that's in there. Yeah. Um, anyway, which we could, makes it better. We could literally break down every song, probably. Sure. If you want to hear that, let us know because we totally will do that. Um, let's do final remarks because our longest episode of the season is about a wow. comedy special probably. It, so I think we should just go past the hour and 30 runtime that the special is itself. Yeah. Let's just um, try to outlast it. My final remarks, I think there's stuff on this for just a casual comedy person. Like you can share white woman's Instagram with somebody on YouTube mm-hmm. and like 
they get it. It's funny. Like that's a self-contained bit that works, you know, same with welcome to the internet, I think. Um, but, and I think those might be the most traditionally funny songs in Mm. my opinion. I think white woman Instagram is like a masterpiece in like short comedy music, you know, and video. Um, but the whole piece is something else, you know, um, there's a lot in it and this will not be the last time the three of us probably talk about it in our real lives. Yeah. But yeah, it's, there's stuff in it that I would not like morally condone and it's not like, it's not PG obviously. Um, but there's so much in it that's like interesting to talk about and like think about, um, and there's a lot of things in it that his commentary, I completely agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, Welcome to the Internet, I think, is a really good example of that. We of could like, do literally a full episode on that one for yeah. sure. Yeah. It has, I think, the funniest moment in the entire special in it, um, in my opinion. The the quick cuts back and forth. The Obama, Obama sent the immigrants yeah. to vaccinate your kids. Yeah. My God, every time it happens, I laugh. And the way he says it, the face he's made, oh, yeah, so funny. But I think that's the most, like, biting commentary. Obviously, white woman Instagram is, like, it's making fun of a very specific group of people. Yeah. But the internet is, like, really commenting on, if I were to show someone, like, what is Bo Burnham about? That yeah. is really, um, but the piece as a whole is just incredible and. I highly recommend it to people under the age of like 35. I don't think anyone over the age hmm. of, uh, over I've never that. had a, I, I was thinking I've never had a backwards age limit. Right. <laughs> 35 and under. I don't, <laughs> I don't think anybody over a certain age group that grew up with the internet will understand it. Hmm. Like Steph and I were talking, he's like, our parents wouldn't get it like at all. No. Um, hmm. but we're of that generation. Yeah. We're the the near the top end of that generation. Yeah. Really. He's your age. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Highly recommend. Be aware there's some vulgarity in it mm-hmm. and inappropriateness, but it's very interesting. I'll just simply say um it is the it's the best piece of art that's come out in the last two to three years, I think. Um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Funny Feeling. I think that song... We had, see, that's another me, thing. We haven't even talked about that one. <clears throat> to me, that song is the thing that you were saying. Mm. If you were to take one song away from it, I think Funny Feeling is that. It's the most biting, in my opinion, mm. in terms of culture and stuff. And I'll also say, I don't think people under the age of 20 will think it's funny because it's essentially digging on their lifestyle. And I think some people could think that's funny, but I think some people will be offended because sure. they're inundated with it mm-hmm. and yeah. they're holding on to that. But I think they are the people that need to see it the most. I agree. I 100% agree. And hopefully if they're an open-minded person enough that they'll self-reflect because I think that's something that this should do for people is like self-reflect. Right. How have I let mm. this stuff like permeate me? Which is the know? sign of the best art. Right. And I think, again, I think it's probably the best, I don't know what you want to call it, comedy special movie, documentary, long YouTube video. Think piece. I think it's the best piece of art that's come out, Um, I don't know, in recent memory, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would close with the, even the parts that you don't like or the parts that you disagree with have to be appreciated uh, from a creative standpoint. And I'm talking to everyone, not yeah. just you. I know you, you're you're the one out of three of us that mentioned parts like that, but obviously there are some that I disagree with. There are parts that I... Sure. But it's like even the, you know, the songs that you would skip on the record, which thank you so much, Bo slash Netflix, for putting the songs out. I would love... I know this is kind of counter what you're all about, but I'm asking for something else. <laughs> From you, I would love the Make Happy songs. I know you're not going to listen to this, but I would love that. So I never on thought vinyl, that this would on happen. record. That's what amazing. he's talking about. I never thought that Inside would happen as a record. So thank you so much. But 
I think that even the songs you would skip, right? Like, oh, okay, I don't, this one, I don't really like love. But they, ha- when you watch it, what he created, not just the song, it's like, it's, it's crazy. So just the, mm, I don't know, the planning, the shooting, the writing, the, it's just, I don't know. When you've tried to like film videos or write scripts or it's just like, dude, when you, Know how hard it is. So many people, to make something look easy. So many people would start out doing something like that and not finish it. Yes, and so I think, yeah, I think you, if this, if introspection and commentary on political, the internet, the music, Jeff Bezos, if any of that interests you, I think you should watch it. I think it's amazing. So, anyway. Love a making of Blu-ray documentary making of never would happen. I know, but I would love it. What if he just puts a Google Drive up with all of the raw footage? Indeed, seventy hours of. I think it would be completely counterintuitive to what the thing is, yeah. but be interesting, fascinating. Anyway, this has been this podcast is not for you. That's My us. Name is Jake. My name is oh. Wes. One, two, three. I'm Jeff Bezos. Bezos. <laughs>